I'm Miranda, and this is Mother Puffing Murder. Well, hello, guys. I guess we're just going to jump right into this then. Hi, Mother Puckers and Kill and Tell. Guys, this is an exciting episode. So today, I guess, well, how do I even say... I guess we should just like introduce like who we are to each other's listeners, right? Yeah, I think so. You want to go first? Yeah. So my name is Kaylee. I'm the host of Kill and Tell podcast. You guys can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or whatever you're listening to currently. Um, it is a true crime podcast that I started about a year ago and me and Miranda actually met through the podcast and found out that we are related. Yeah. I'm Miranda, and I'm sorry my dog is deciding to join us today as well. I am the host of Mother Pucking Murder, and that's a pa p for your likings out there. <laughs> I am a hockey mom, and so I have said it in my first episode that I think I'm very punny, although my kids don't. But that is why we are mother pucking murder. And I have been obsessed with true crime podcasts for a very long time. And my friend and I decided we were going to start one. And then I was doing research and that's how I met Kaylee. Her grandma is actually my grandpa's baby sister. And so it was just kind of weird how we kind of found each other in the long run. So basically, true crime world is small AF. Yes. Yes, it is. So we wanted to throw together this cute little Halloween collaboration episode for you guys. But fun fact, I really don't like Halloween. Uh, I know that's weird, but I'm here for it. I feel like for somebody who loves true crime, not liking Halloween is almost like unheard of. So a little backstory. Uh, My mom is a huge Halloween person. And growing up, she took every advantage to scare the crap out of me. Um, (laughs) And we had like this sound system in our house. And October 1st, my mom would put in the Goosebumps soundtrack and she'd make sure our music was up super loud. And it would start out with like this, ah, and that's what we would wake up to. So in my defense, I was traumatized from Halloween. Yeah, Um, I don't blame you. Super excited to put my Christmas tree up now. (laughs) And actually... The grandmother who Miranda was talking about, it's actually her birthday on Halloween. So fun fact. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Happy birthday, Aunt Jerry. I know. I went over there yesterday. So kicked off the Halloween weekend. Yes. Did you go out? No, we just went over for food. But then I went to Roger Williams Zoo in Rhode Island and they had a jack-o'-lantern festival where they have like a bunch of carved jack-o'-lanterns, which is really neat. Oh, cool. We just kind of went on a little um, wagon ride for our Halloween on Friday, and then we're going trick-or-treating tonight because our area goes trick-or-treating on the 30th because everyone has a parade on Halloween. So we are having lots of candy. What are they dressing up as, your kids? Um, So Will's 13, so he doesn't dress up very much, but him and his friends, which I have to say hi to Abby and to Sierra because they asked me to last night at the hockey game. Um, They were wanting to go as cops and robbers, and I was like, we were 13. 
I think you're too old for this now, but <laughs> Owen, Owen is going as Jason Voorhees because he loves Halloween. He likes Love it. spooky stuff. Kid yeah. after my own heart. <laughs> yes, he's definitely, a, he's a Gillis true and true, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so I always do a caffeine dealer of the day segment. So I don't know if you even had your coffee today. I but... didn't, but that's okay. Okay, you can just use yours from yesterday. We'll we'll pretend that it's fine. Okay. So today I had a Cove Cafe coffee, which is in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And mm. I had a banana hazelnut coffee with oat milk. I love the oat milk. Kind of wondering about the banana flavoring. Like, Yeah, was I was skeptical about it too. And it was actually really good. Okay. I'm always like... Like, I don't do the fake banana flavors, like the banana hammock stuff or whatever it is. It's like, blah. But, you know, that doesn't sound terrible. Yeah, no, it was it was decent. We'll, we'll give them, like, a 7 out of 10. Okay. Okay. So, I live in a little small town, and we just got our first coffee shop. But it's kind of like a – it's like a Starbucks in a way. It's called Scooters. So, it's not like a little small coffee shop town. But we're getting one, and it's called Germania, and actually the original one's in Alton. But I had a caramel pumpkin spice latte because I felt like I needed to at least get one in this season because I haven't had any. I've never heard of a pumpkin spice latte with caramel. It was good. You said caramel weird. <laughs> That's I <the> know. One. <laughs> My brother says that. He, I was ordering coffee the other day, and he goes, you say caramel, it's caramel. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. You said caramel. I said caramel. You said, wow, we're just all over the place. Yeah, at least we're doing great. I mean, at least you don't have that str- like strong Boston accent that my grandpa used to have every time he got off the phone with your grandma. I know. I Everyone says that. They're like, you don't have a Boston accent. Are you sure you're from here? I'm like, no, I swear. But I live on the border of New Hampshire, actually, so that's probably why. I'll never forget the day my grandpa told me to pillow pack the cot, and I said, what'd you say? <laughs> Pack the car and have the ad. Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, you what? Okay, I'll figure that out. And he was like, you just pay a lot pack, and I was like, what? But yeah, You're like, okay. <laughs> and when he when he was on his deathbed, I asked him if they were gonna let him to he- into heaven because his accent had come back. And with that accent, <gasps> he goes, they better let me in. And I was like, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, for sure, they let him in. They weren't gonna mess with Grandpa. Oh yeah, no, nope. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So you had some good coffees. I know we are doing spooky, spooky this time because we're going to do haunted. Do you want to do Massachusetts or do you want me to start here in Illinois? Um, You can start off in Illinois. Let's. Okay. So, guys, basically, we researched two very haunted places in our states. And we're just going to tell you a little bit about a little bit about those and dive right into it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because I live about 15 minutes away from this town. It's called Alton, Illinois. It's where I was telling you that coffee shop is that we're getting one. Um, there is so much history with Alton. Um, fun little facts for you guys. Um, originally, Alton was going to be the capital of the state of Illinois, but at the time they decided to move to Springfield. Um, 
the reason why was because Mississippi River is right here. There was things, you know, coming up and down. It made it a lot easier, but because it was more central, they moved to Springfield. Also, the Civil War, we had a um, prison here, and it was for the Confederate soldiers. They were imprisoned, and there's a lot of hauntings to do with that. The Underground Railroad went through Alton, and they say the reason why Alton is so haunted is because Illinois has lots of limestone and the spirits just can't leave because of the limestone that we have here. Which so I they get trapped weird. by the limestone? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's weird. Interesting. And we had um, in the Guinness book, book of world, whatever it is, I can't think right now. Uh, we had the, <laughs> the Guinness Alton. book of world records. Thank you. Uh, we had the Alton giant and he was eight foot 11 inches. So, no way yes and there's actually a statue so when you come visit me i'll take you to all these things and you can see them yes they do yes, we have to a haunted tour and all this fun stuff there used to be a smallpox island out in mississippi river so when people were getting smallpox they would put them out on the island and when they would die they'd send their body out down the mississippi and then they'd pick them up at the end so if you want to know why we're so haunted it's probably because a lot of traumatizing things happen there oh my gosh i know it's crazy there's so much you'll have to come visit and I'll have to come back out there and visit again sometime soon, but you'll have to come see all this fun stuff. Yeah, but for sure. What I want to talk about, sorry, my dog is just, she's needy. She was not needy five seconds ago, but now here we are. I know I uh, put Cricket upstairs. I was going to, but she'd be whining and we'd hear more whining than anything. Yeah. You got that. So the one thing I want to talk about that is what I've heard and talked to a lot of people about is, one that gives the most weird experiences um, and that is the first unitarian church here in alton um, it actually start was started in 1836 and they had their fair share of ministers um, but there was one notable one his name was philip mercer and he was actually born in kensington england on may 6 1886 so that makes him a tourist i don't know what your thoughts are on uh zodiacs but i'm huge on them i'm a libra oh so you're always striving for balance that you can never find exactly pretty much i'm a virgo and i'm always right <laughs> but this taurus that means he's just kind of laid back and like relaxed and actually from a lot of stuff i found he was known to be like a really kind man but he liked to keep to himself and that is a true taurus in and out like no sharing any information. He had his friends and stuff like that, but he definitely kept to himself a lot. They, everyone said he was a really great minister and they really enjoyed his services. Um, he actually was renting a room from a friend of his, James McKinney. And on November 20th of 1934, James began to worry because he hadn't heard from Philip at all and it was kind of weird and he's like well, what's going on like I haven't heard from him and you know you got like we're adults we're kind of like oh I haven't heard from them. they're probably sleeping they probably went to go do something and St. Louis is literally 20 minutes away from us and lots of things happen in St. Louis like you can go well now you can go to the games but back then they had like music festivals they had different things that you could go do so he kind of figured he was out there had been out and probably was just sleeping and or was at the church and didn't think about it. Well, the day went on. He started to worry about it a little bit more and more. And then he decided, I'm just going to go up to church, check to see where he is, see if he's doing okay. And that's when he saw a light on in the back. 
He thought, oh, well, maybe he's working on his sermon. But when he went, opened up the door, that's where he found Philip hanging. So <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. They, he just found his friend hanging there. And to this day, no one knows the actual reason of his death. Like why he killed himself, if he killed himself, was somebody else involved because he kept himself so much. Like it was so quiet. So they have suspicions that other people were involved, that it could have been a homicide? I didn't see anything that said it could have been a homicide. They automatically put it was a suicide because, you know, most of the time during hangings, that's what it would have been. But, you know, like my inner true crimer is like kind of like, what happened here? This seems really suspicious. Most people that are going to kill themselves, you know, leave notes or have something saying, hey, this is going to happen. Not everybody. Not everyone writes notes, but it just kind of seems a little suspicious to me. I'm like, okay. This is yeah, weird. for sure. And the fact of the matter that he kept to himself so much, I mean, not that that's a bad thing. Like, you can keep to yourself as much as you want, but, like, maybe something else was in play that we It makes it about. a little bit more eerie. Yeah, and it was 1934, so you think about the time. Like, the 20s had happened. Everyone was in the Great Depression at this time. A lot of the mobsters were coming through um, and stealing stuff. Our uh, cousin, cousin, like far removed, was actually Babyface Nelson. Um, he was a gangster um, from Chicago area. His, his name was Lester Gillis. That's how we found out we were related to him. Oh, my gosh. Wait, really? Yeah. Lester Gillis. He was I a didn't uh, know this. Yeah. Babyface Nelson. Look that up. But, like, all that stuff was happening at that time. And people were, like, stealing and robbing. And things just happened a lot at that time. Because nobody had money to do anything. So they're like, I don't know what to do. But they had a lot of stuff happen. Like I told you, that limestone. And the church is, like, built on top of the limestone. So I feel like why a lot of the stuff happened is because of that. I feel like that's the same equivalent to when something's built on, like, a Native American burial ground. And that's the other thing. There's lots of Native Americans that were here in Alton. We actually have this huge piesol bird because they, the Native Americans would talk about this huge bird that would fly over and like take people and kill them. And there was a, there's a cave on the way up to Grafton on the river road. And there's a huge piesol bird painted on it. And that's where they said that the bird lived. So I kind of wonder if that's kind of part of the limestone, kind of part of the Native Americans, like, what happened? So I'm going to tell you kind of, and this is spooky ooky, and I'm telling you right now, I can listen to true crime all day long. I can watch the ID channel all day long and go to bed and be completely fine, but I don't do spooky very well. And my mom and my sister and my brother went to go do the Alton Haunted Tours, and I was like, no, thank you. Please count me out. I'm golden. And they were like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. So... So are, of, before we start, are you more of a skeptic or a believer when it comes to like the paranormal stuff? I'm a believer. For yeah, sure. me too, for sure. I'm not so skeptic just because of like experiences people have had. And like I've been in Alton and there's been certain areas where I've been where I just feel sick to my stomach and I don't want to be there anymore. And it's like, I know that I was completely fine or I'll leave and I'll be completely fine. So it's always like, okay, I know something's happening something and i'm an empath too so i can always feel things i feel like yeah maybe i get that i might be overthinking myself though that's me (laughs) um 
But yes. Okay. So now it's time for the spooky ooky stuff. Uh, what people feel when they go to this church. So there's a work, it's called a workman's room. I believe that's what it's called. Let me, let me double check that real quick before I mess that one up. Quick fact check. Yeah. Fact check. Um, also a lot of my information, just because I want to put this out there came from this book um, written by Troy Taylor. It's called Haunted Alton. He has written Haunted uh, um, like America books, I believe. And they're great. They also host a true, um, it's not a true crime podcast. It's like a haunted called um, American Hauntings. And their entire first season is about Alton and then St. Louis. And then they've gone all around. It's really awesome. So highly suggest it. Oh, yeah. I was going to start listening to it. But I wanted to hear you give me the information before I like cheated and heard it first. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Listen to it for sure. Okay, I found it. It is the worker room. Okay, so the worker room is where a lot of this stuff happens and people feel very, like, unwelcome. They get a lot of um, feelings that they're being watched and they get a lot of male, like, energy feelings while they're there. There have been people that have been sitting there and they could see, like, an outline of somebody standing on the, like, looking at them through the door and like telling them to leave, like you aren't welcome here. You need to leave right now. And my mom and my sister and my brother went and my mom said out of all the places that they went to, this one was the one that gave her the most heebie-jeebie is your hair standing on end. Um, and it just freaked her out the entire time that they were there. In that specific room or in the entire building? In that, the building itself. Like if you drive past it, you feel you get a feeling not like a feeling of your unwelcome but you get this like spooky looking at it you're like okay that's where the church is that yeah like you it's one of those places you pass by and you're like yep that's haunted and it was still a church for a while i believe they just shut it down that's what it said in the end of the book that they said that the church was no longer going to be there anymore so they didn't really know what was going to happen to the building and like you know when buildings sit for a while then things get even worse and people start getting in there so i wonder what's going to happen now but they still do the tours of that building oh interesting yes so it's not the best place i would want to go to for no it doesn't sound like it at all well and i still kind of wonder if the the male like presence is the um pastor that hung himself that's what I was going to say. There's definitely some sort of energy related to him there, I would assume. Yeah. And I think maybe he had I, – I, that makes me think he wasn't – he didn't kill himself. Like, he's still there because he wants justice for himself. That's what I think. Mm. So has anything else happened there? Not that I've seen or heard. I mean, a lot of things happen. Um, you Like, you have to go have your own experiences. And I'll tell you that. To this day, like you can hear me tell you guys this, but go and have experiences at these places um, and then report back. Tell me what you felt like. Did you feel spooky? Did you feel that unwelcome thing? Because everybody gets something different. Oh, really? Yeah. Like um, there is a couple places that you can go on the tour where you go into the Underground Railroad. And they said that that's where some people get really like faint down there. And you can go into the basement of the church too. And it's just 
you know, it could, you could have your flashlights on, but it can feel completely dark. Like you can have lights on and you still feel dark down there. Oh yeah. And that's that's all in the same place. They're all, yeah. They're not too far from each other. A lot of it, you can do the walking tour. Like that's how close all these haunted places are. Oh, wow. The um, old prison where they held the Confederate um, soldiers up there is no longer there, but there's still stones from where the building was. And the prisoners would try to escape from the Confederate jail that we, or the, the Union jail, because we were Union, and try to get across the Mississippi River back to Missouri because they were a Confederate state. And they would get shot as they were going in the water and trying to cross the Mississippi River. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of death that has happened. There is a lot of things that are unknown. There just things just happen and you're like, why? What is this? And the presences that you feel when you're around, like we're going trick-or-treating in Alton tonight, actually. So Oh my gosh. No, stop. I wouldn't be able to after that. Oh yeah. And the street we'll go on is a very historic street of Henry Street and it's and the Haskell house and all that stuff up there. So it's going to be an interesting so, night. Alton sounds like our Salem. Yes. Except for Salem is known for a lot more than Alton is. If you look up Alton. Yeah, I actually. <laughs> Salem was what I was going to do this podcast on, but then I realized I had already covered it last season. So I was like, hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but everyone loves a good witch. I know I was just there two two weeks ago, and the this year's crowd has been so massive compared to other years. And I don't know if it's just because like everyone feels better okay. about like going out now without COVID and stuff, or if like I don't know, people are just feeling extra spooky. I'm thinking it's because Hocus Pocus came out again. Oh yeah, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. What did you think? Uh, don't at me, people. Don't at me. I mean, <laughs> I love Bat Miller. Like, don't get me wrong. She was amazing. Um, I thought it was a little too showy for me, like a show toony. I love show tunes though. And it wasn't as good as the original, but I, I still liked it. I agree. I think it was like almost like a force. Yeah, it was a lot of high school musical, and I love high school musical. Yeah, I think they tried a little bit too hard to make something of it. I mean, it was cute to watch, but Nothing compares to the original, and I don't think ever, anything ever will. Did you know that there is a little clip at the very end after the um, uh, credits? No. Yeah, at the very end, there's a little clip. You have to go watch it. I won't tell now you. Now I have to go back. I know. I I saw that, and I was like, what? And I went back and watched it. It's like the Marvel movies. Yep, exactly. So you have to, I'm not going to tell you. You have to go watch it. All right, I will, for sure. So take me to Massachusetts. I love Massachusetts. I miss it so much. I haven't been out there since I was in high school. So tell me some spooky, scary stories. And don't mind me when I tell you I'm out. I'm leaving. My Uber is here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, like I said, I was going to do Salem Mass. But one, it's been covered like so many times. Two, I already covered it. And then I was going to do Lizzie Borden house. And I was like, I was like, you know, I need to dig deep and find something that you guys don't know about. Yes. 
So I haven't covered a case like this before, which kind of makes it more exciting for me. But this place is called Dogtown. And Dogtown is located in Gloucester, which is where I spend most of my time. So it was once known as the Common Settlement. And it's about 3,000 acres. And it's divided. So basically, it goes Gloucester and then Rockport and Dogtown separates the two towns. Okay. So it's like right in the middle. Yeah. And this all happened like people started moving there and settling in around 1693. Mm, but today. So old, old, spooky. Super old and spooky. I feel like, as, if anything is from 16, anything, it's spooky. Oh, yeah. That's because but, they got a lot of trauma they built yeah, up back then. Right. So now it's a complete ghost town. Really? And like nobody lives there at all? Nothing? Nope, nothing. And Ooh. I thought that was interesting because I haven't done a ghost town yet. And when I was digging, it kept saying, like, oh, most haunted place in Massachusetts. And I'm like, what? No way. Like, I've never even heard of this. Like, I go there to walk my dog. So then I guess – Everyone wanted to move to this area because it was inland enough. Okay, so backtrack. Gloucester and Rockport is basically like an island surrounded by water and okay. attached to Massachusetts, basically by like a bridge. Okay. And people settled in Dogtown because it provided protection from the pirates because it was so far inland. Oh, I forgot about the pirates back then. That makes so much more sense, though. Yeah. So it's like, I know, pirates, eye patch, and all. But, like, no, they were a serious threat back then. Arr. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw it in there. So Dogtown peaked around 1750. And at this time, there was about 100 families living in Dogtown. That's but, not very many people. That's right. what happens when you peak early. So, as the war came to an end, the fishing industry started to rise in Gloucester. And, like, fun fact about Gloucester, it was, like, Massachusetts, like, very first fishing town or whatever. Okay. So, cargo was now able to move in and out without the threat of the pirates. So, people started moving back towards the shore. So, less and less people were living in Dogtown. And as all these respectable families took off... Their homes were abandoned and vagrants and like unsavory type of people started moving in. And among the ones that did stay in Dogtown, it was rumored that most of them actually practiced witchcraft. So a little bit about Dogtown and Gloucester. It's only 17 miles from Salem, Mass. Okay. And so like the witchiness just travels. It's not in one spot. Exactly, exactly. So a lot of the witch stuff did happen in the surrounding towns next to Salem, but Salem was like the main hub, obviously. Because that's where all the the case the trials happened. Yes. Huh. So Dogtown today, I know I said it's a ghost town, but like you don't walk through there and it's not like abandoned buildings and neighborhoods. 
now it's just like a bunch of empty like trails and bike paths and areas to walk your dog and whatever there are still like some stone yeah like stone not really concrete but like little walls and stuff that made up the foundations of houses that used to be there Hmm. and roger babson who i could get this wrong but i'm just gonna go out on a whim i'm pretty sure he was the founder of babson college which is in massachusetts um but he employed local masons to carve quotes into giant boulders that were scattered through dogtown during the great depression and he wanted these quotes to be like empowering and like that's what kind of motivating. like uplifting like were they trying to make you feel better about yeah but instead that literally like some of them say quote if work stops values decay and quote help mother so like if you have time to lean you have time to clean yeah oh my gosh so just like i don't know like weird sayings that weren't really like hitting uplifting. what he wanted Okay. And then he wanted something else, but these were what were put, or did he like pick these? I don't know, but like they get really creepy. Yeah. So those are scattered around Dogtown. And I know you guys are like, why are you giving me a history lesson? Like, I don't care. Like, I want to know what's spooky. But, Hmm. well, you got to have the history to know what happened. Yeah, exactly. To get you to like the spooky part. So, Dogtown makes every single, like, top 10 most haunted places in Massachusetts. And this is why. So, as time went on, Dogtown's few remaining residents started to die off. And this included a lot of the widows who were also, like, quote, witches. And these widows, obviously, when their husbands went away to the war, they had dogs. And when they left or they died, the dogs were left behind and became feral. Oh. So Is that why to- they call it Dogtown? Yes. Okay. So today, there's people that can say that they hear disembodied barks and howls coming from the <gasps> forest late at night. And oh. people also claim to see, like, beggar women at the entrance to a few of the trails asking for money as people pass by. And if you don't give them money, she'll start um, – cur- she'll curse you. Oh. Well, like, who has money when they're going on a walk? Literally. And – That's creepy. Like, I suddenly, like, the lady just, like, disappears and, like, everyone's like, where did she go? But, yeah, so you hear a bunch of, like, dogs howling and people have actually reported high levels of wolf activity, like the early settlers. Oh. According to the late folklorist Richard Cahill, I probably just botched that, but here we are. It's okay. Um, The local Agawam tribe stated that their ancestors actually possessed heads of a dog and that by eating a special plant found in the Dogtown Forest, it would allow anyone to adopt the same canine features so like if you ate this plant you grew a dog head you became oh that's that sounds weird so like basically you're a werewolf i don't know 
Is there a sign saying don't eat this plant when you go take your dog to walk? I don't know. It doesn't say what the plant is, which is like even more creepy. Yeah. It's kind of like, ooh. And just thinking like, like werewolves, like legit werewolves. Yeah, right. And I was like, I've never heard of a werewolf story like close to Massachusetts. So that's why I thought this was so interesting. But it gets even more bizarre because the um, night of March 17th, 1984 was a night of a full moon. And a Boston man claimed that he saw a large animal roaming the cliffs near Dogtown. And at first, he thought it would have been like a mountain lion or something like that. But local wildlife officials insisted like, no, can't be a mountain lion. Like they don't live around here. So he's like, okay, whatever, brush it off. A few days later, a dead deer was found on Cranes Beach, which is in Gloucester. Mm -hmm. Or is it in Ipswich? I don't know, which is like a neighboring town. But anyways, it was found on Cranes Beach. And it wasn't eaten by an animal. It was just like viciously torn apart. Oh. And nothing was missing from it. It was just like completely mutilated. Oh. And then that same night, someone was on um, – these two people were out on a road towards Dogtown. And they reported seeing a, quote, gray, monstrous dog-like animal running into the woods. Oh. Nope. I'm good. Yeah. I'm not coming out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. No werewolves for me. This and- was, like, in the 80s. So, like, Okay. Nope. Yeah, and even before that, in the 1890s, a Gloucester sailor named James Merry was found dead with his throat torn out, and it <gasps> didn't look like it was inflicted by a human. He also died on a night of a full moon. Oh, full moon. Werewolves. That has to be. I'm, to be honest with you, like you've always like I've always watched the werewolf movies and all that stuff like that, but like I never thought about it until now. This makes me think of Twilight with the Native Americans being the werewolves. Yes, and then you think of like the Agawam people in this story. And like, yes, oh, and that. they're like, "That's what happened." Oh, I don't know. God. I feel like everything comes from somewhere, and like it's just creepy to think about that. Like this could have some sort of legitimacy to it, like way down the road. So you said you take your dog out there. Have you seen anything when you're there? No, no, I haven't. But Does like, your dog act weird when you go out there? No, he's pretty chill. I mean, he acts weird anyways. But <laughs> it's more like a dog, like not like a dog park now, but like everyone's like walking around with their dogs. It's like a nice place for a hike. Mm-hmm. Until you see a werewolf. Yeah. Right. So werewolves may seem a little far-fetched for most people but the supernatural and paranormal stuff in this forest is not the only haunting thing that has gone on abraham wharf was one of the last residents in dogtown and he committed suicide in one of the cellar holes which still remains marked by a boulder with a number 24 on it today in 1984, 39-year-old Ann Natty, who was a Gloucester resident and teacher, was supposed to meet her friend Linda at Linda's house in Rockport, which, if you guys remember, that's the neighboring town. Yeah. So Ann and Linda would often get to one another using the trails of Dogtown. 
And one day when Anne didn't show up at Linda's house, Linda was concerned. So she called Anne's husband, Eric, and Anne's brother-in-law to help them search Dogtown for her. Hmm. Unfortunately, at around 7 p.m., Anne's husband found Anne. Hmm. Woofer, the family dog, actually led Eric to her. (gasps) That's so weird. You can't see my face right now. I wish you could because (laughs) I'm like, what? Is actually happening. What? I, so like, backtrack, like, my boyfriend lives in Gloucester. That's why I'm there so often. And I was like, oh, I need to find a haunted place to do. And he's like, oh, like, I don't know, like, do Salem or something. And I'm like, looking into it, looking into it. And his roommate's like, no, do Dogtown. And I'm like, what? Like, the park? And he, like, brought up all this stuff. So this whole time, like, I'm there every weekend. I had no idea that all of this was going on. Oh. And, like, this – so, like, this woman died in the 80s, too. Like, I know, like, that was 30, almost 40 years ago. But, like, still, like, it's, like, so quick. When they found her, like, was she – had her, like, throat cut, too? Or, like, what happened? So Anne was lying face down in the mud <gasps> with oh. her head submerged up to her ears she had part of her raincoat tied around her neck. She was naked, and all of her clothes lied inside out next to her body. Oh, no. It turns out Anne took her dog for a walk in the morning, and I'm kind of unsure if she was bringing the dog with her to Linda's or if she was just getting a walk in beforehand. Yeah. But anyways, while she was on her walk, Anne was attacked from behind by a man named Peter Hodgkins Jr., Hodgkins, I know. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. Hodgkins was a 31-year-old dock worker, and he had seen Anne on the trail. He had taken his friend Brian Langley's trail bike out in Dogtown numerous times, but this time when he came across Anne, he stopped his bike, put it down, and started following Anne on foot down the trail before he had a, quote, sudden urge to murder her, pushed her down, smashed Anne in the back of the head with a rock, dragged her body off the trail, and then removed all of her clothes and pushing her face in the mud before taking off. Time out. Who has a sudden urge to want to murder somebody? Literally, he has no priors or anything, I'm pretty sure. And actually, I probably just said that and like he does, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Um, like he was a decent person before he has this sudden urge to want yeah, to kill somebody. I'm he air quoting here said, too. He literally said he was like, "Yeah, just I just wanted to kill someone all of a sudden." Okay, Jeffrey Dahmer. Literally, so Hodgkins acted suspicious the next few days, even taking off to hide in the woods, and eventually turned himself into Gloucester Police Station. In Hodgkins' statement, he claimed. He did not remember taking her clothes off, but he also stated that he slipped her clothes off, although he did not know that he had done so, even though he stated that he thought he had thought about raping her when he took her clothes off and then admitted to having sexual fantasies when he was in the woods, but then denied raping her. And then he said he didn't punch her in the face, but he may have hit her in the face. And he also said he did not plan the attack. It just happened. So his statement was kind of all over the place. Like, he's just like, um, I 
thought about doing it. I don't remember if I punched her in the face, but I remember like maybe slapping her, touching her face some way or another, but I don't know how that bruise got there. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's fine. It wasn't made. It was just already there. And he was kind of just like all over the map. Like I think he was trying to cover himself, but at the same time he was contradicting himself. So that's why I was like going in circles. Because the police said he was like, nah, like he was completely coherent. He was mentally stable. Like this guy isn't insane. So he wasn't on drugs of any sort. He was just like all over the place by his own being. Yeah, I think he was just like, didn't know how to act in that situation. Not that he was incoherent this is the type or anything. Of vile human that I hope stepped on Legos for the rest of his life. But what isn't that the worst pain? Like yeah. stepping on Legos and getting a razor scooter to the ankle. Oh, yeah. Or the skip it. If, like, you know, oh, yes, about. the skip it. Th- those are my new punishments for people. Here we go. <laughs> Tell your kids to watch out. <laughs> All right, kids. So, Hodgkins attempted suicide three times, including once before the trial at the Salem, Massachusetts jail. And when he was deemed fit for trial, they continued on with the case. And after the trial, they found him guilty of first-degree murder and assault with intent to rob. And he received the maximum penalty of life in prison without parole in Cedar Junction Jail in Walpole, which he remains there today. Hallelujah for life in prison. And that is my Dogtown haunted spooky murder werewolf case yeah um okay when i come out there we're not going to dogtown i don't know werewolves or vampires witches are okay we could do witches um but yeah no thank you to the rest of that (laughs) but i don't know if you listened i did a case it was the sydney loof case in my last season and there was vampires in that one and that's literally i'm like nope i draw the line at vampires like i'm all set no, I'm good. I, I'll keep my blood. Thank you. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. And this I'm is like, weird because they, they're they like actual believed to be vampires and they're like murdering people. Yeah, I was literally just watching an old Criminal Minds episode and it was a vampire one where like they had the holes in the neck and stuff. And I'm like, people are fucking psychotic. Excuse my language. Oh, no, you're fine. There's an E on that on my podcast like for a reason. Because <laughs> perfect, fuck people, they're so horrible. It's like I, and I feel like tomorrow, especially in Salem, Mass. I'm like, oh, I can only imagine the creatures that are out. Is it a full moon tomorrow? I don't think so, but I'm I look. hope not. Like the werewolves will be out in Dogtown. <laughs> Do not go to Dogtown. Stay full away moon. from Dogtown on a full moon. Yeah, yeah. And don't – if you see a weird-looking plant, don't eat it. Like, let's just, like, not eat plants in general when you're out in the woods. Let's just stick to that rule. I mean, yes, you're right. Don't put weird things in your mouth regardless of no matter what when you're in the wilderness. Yeah. Unless you're, like, in the wilderness because you're trapped there and you have to find something to eat, then okay. But – Unless you're, like, you're, a Boy Scout. Yeah, and you know – this berry is not going to kill you or turn you into a werewolf. If you have your plant-eating badge, you can, like, go for it. But other than that, nah. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Don't have sudden urges to murder people. You 
weird man, Peter Piper. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. (laughs) Oh, my Lanta. That is hilarious and spooky and scary. And I very much enjoyed that. I I want to look more into Alton now. Now I need to like do more research. Definitely. That was really fascinating. We so in a sad story out there, we recently had a murder that happened. Um, and it was a twenty two year old girl who was beheaded and had her baby ripped out of her. No. By her ex boyfriend. Yeah. It was very sad. Recently? Yep. This past summer. She was going to have a baby in July. It was really sad. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. it's Olden's got a lot of history to it. There's you If you look it up and you read a lot about its history, there's lots of murder. There's lots of good things. Um, but there's lots of spooky, scary things. You're like, there's a lot of murder. Oh, there's also good things. Don't get me wrong. There's good things. There's good I things. mean, you got to put it out there, right? Like, there, there's good things out there. There's good things everywhere. You just got to find them sometimes. You know, like that guy who decided to have all those weird sayings out there in Dogtown. Help mother. <laughs> I, like, it was like, help mother. When work stops, values decay. Um, stay out of debt. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Stay in school. Right. <laughs> Such a weird, I don't know. People are so bizarre. So bizarre. That's funny. Yep. No. Wait, you'll have to cover that case of that girl. It's still fresh. So, like, there's not, I mean, you can do a lot of stuff. But, yeah, that's something that she needs justice for sure. And he's in jail, but they're trying to get the insanity case against him. Oh, yeah. There's lots of ones. But we'll have to do this again. I know. I really enjoyed this. I know. Me too. We'll do like a regular kill and tell and mother pucking murder. Mother pucking kill and tell. Yes, exactly. See? Right there. (laughs) It's going to be cool. So guys, we'll upload this episode on both of our platforms so you can find it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Don't share it with your coworkers. They might think you're crazy. Don't try to have weird things where you want to just randomly kill people. Stay away from werewolves and creepy churches. Help mother. Yes. All the things above. (laughs) So, well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you guys come back again. And we promise to do this again. We'll cover more murder because that's what we like. Yeah. Unf- <laughs> Not in like a, a bad way. Like we just like to cover Not in a guys. weird way. We just yeah, like yeah, to talk yeah. about it. We just like to talk about it. We don't like to commit it. Yeah. 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 We're just committed to it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? We're committed so, to it. <laughs> so overtired. Totally I know. Saying. Oh, no. We got to go trick-or-treating too, so. All right. Well, have fun with that. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.